Welcome to episode 30 of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B. Today's guest is Dr. Jeffrey McGee. A few decades ago, at a very young age, Dr. Jeff became the youngest certified sales instructor globally for the Dale Carnegie Sales Course. Today, under Jeffrey McGee LLC, McGee works with C-suite, business owners and leaders, military generals, entrepreneurial unicorns, CEO to CEO peer groups, and YPO leaders across the globe. Unlike most most consultants that bring only book expertise to a situation or client, McGee brings the battle-tested talent of having actually done what he talks and consults about, from wins to failures. Listen in for a highly energized and impactful episode. And now, Cody B. Hey everybody, this is Cody Bateman. Welcome to our latest version of Relationship Marketing Podcast. We're really excited, as we always are, for the guests that we have on today. And uh, we're going to get to him in just a second. Uh, just want to reach out to all of our listeners right now. And again, thank you for your uh, commitment to learn. Thank you for your commitment to get on here and listen to these podcasts and hopefully take some golden nuggets with you to build your business, to build your life. Uh, we have special emphasis here, of course, on relationship marketing. And we talk a lot about what relationship marketing really means. It seems like there's a whole lot of introductions or a whole lot of uh, interpretation out there about what that means. If you hashtag relationship marketing right now, my goodness, there's all kinds of <laughs> definitions of what people think it is. Pretty popular phrase, I guess. But we like to feel like we have the true angle on what relationship marketing really is. It's about the first word, uh, way more than the second. In fact, it's probably about 80% about the first word, the relationship, 20% about marketing. It is all about creating relationship in your life, relationship in your business, in your sales processes, in your marketing processes, either online or offline. <clears throat> and uh, that's what we talk about. I have a book titled Power of Human Connection, How Relationship Marketing is Transforming the Way People Succeed. Encourage you to get a copy of it. We also have the first ever Relationship Marketing Grand Summit coming up on August 7th and 8th and 9th, Salt Lake City, Utah. Encourage you to come on and join us there. And we're going to have all kinds of featured speakers there with us, and we're going to have a great time learning together. So let's get started. We got a great, incredible guest today. In fact, I'm just going to bring him on. I. <laughs> Jeffrey McGee. Jeffrey, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you. Good to spend some time with you and your uh, listeners. Well, thank you. So normally, you know, I've got this big bio that I read and all this stuff. I wanted to bring you on right up front because, good goodness, I mean, you, your accomplishment list is so dang long. I, I, I'm not even sure. Uh, we could spend the whole podcast just talking about your accomplishments in fact, we were joking a little bit on the in the pre-show about, you know, I said, well, okay, this is great. When do you sleep and when do you do recreation? And <laughs> because of all the exactly. stuff you do. It is. I mean, it's it's just it's a lot like you. I mean, we were making comment in the pre-show, you're right. I mean, when you love what you do and you can match that up with, you know, some of those gifts that God gave you, and you can then align that in a way that it serves someone else in a legitimate, meaningful way. You know, sleep is almost like an inconvenience. You're so excited to do what you're doing. So it is. It's crazy. And then you just look for every opportunity to maximize what you do. I do about, just like you, I spend a lot of time on an airplane, about 20 flights every month going around the world and around the country, speaking, training, and helping, you know, corporate executives, military generals, and business people. So you just have to maximize every second. 
You do a lot with sea uh, level uh, people, generals, as you mentioned. Uh, so a lot of uh, uh, top uh, top leaders in different industries, and we'll get to that in a second. I, I do want to kind of uh, touch base a little bit. It's it's mind boggling. Author of more than thirty books, translated in twenty one languages. Uh, including three college graduate management textbooks. Let me tell you, I remember those textbook days. It's really smart people that write those things. So <laughs> you got three of those under your belts, four bestsellers, and you have you have a book out right now. In fact, uh, for our YouTube followers, if you could just pop that up for us, it's Absolutely. called Self Mastery. Tell uh, just tell us a little bit right now about that about that because that's I guess your latest of of over thirty books. Uh, and we're going to get into some of your sales mastery course stuff, but just just give us a quick on the on the book there. So you know, sales mastery, and you made comment in, in the pre-show as well. There's a lot of people out there that want to help, and that's great. You know, everyone talk, calls themselves you know relationship marketers or coaches or etc. But when you peel that back and see who really, from a practitioner standpoint, has ever you know got a mental or physical callus because they've done this stuff, it becomes a real small population. So I've written you know, several sales books, but this one was a little bit different. What I realized is that we sometimes don't have the tools in our mental toolbox to be as efficient as we need to be, whether it's you know, doing a video call like we're doing here that we're turning into a podcast or whether it is a face-to-face uh, -face or group presentations or wherever you are on stage. So I realized that you know, what are those tools, not academic, not theory, not bull crap, not someone's trying to you know, get in your pocket, steal something and run. But what are the real tools from the fundamentals of sales, the basics of understanding psychology for that startup salesperson? So I, I started writing down, you know, in one to 10 pages, short, quick hits. What are those tools? Or how do you deal with objections or overcoming no or finding new leads or everyone hates doing a cold call, but the premise of a cold call we all have to do because at the end of the day, you eventually have to find someone new. But it's also about building relationships and how do you, how do you market effectively? So all those elements. So the way the book is really written you know, what's the, what do you need to go to the next level of your game? Scan the table of content. If I have a chapter on that, dive into that chapter. Or if right. you just got derailed on a phone call or a sales call and you're driving down the road, hey, you know, reframe, recalibrate your brain, glance at the table of content, see if there's a chapter that speaks to what just knocked you on your butt, and then that's the toolbox. So it's not designed as a book you read from page one to page 400. It's, it's really a, a book to help you to accelerate success where you are right now, and that's the fun of it. Excellent. So sales mastery, you have sales mastery courses that you do. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about that. So again, coming up in sales over the last 35, almost 40 years now, uh, when I was 24 years of age, which was a long time ago, I'm 56 now, but at 24, I was the youngest sales instructor in the world teaching the Dale Carnegie sales class at night. I was selling for a fortune 100 company by day, not getting paid much of anything by Carnegie, but loved it. It's a great product, great brand. What opened up my eyes was in order to be in that class, which meant one day a week in the evenings for four hours after work, basically for 12 weeks, you had to be in sales. You had to be a practitioner. So it completely changed then elevated the conversation. You weren't in there with people that had no concept of selling because you're doing it. And, and from that, as I, as I started getting into sales and sales management, I started realizing more and more that there's a lot of sales training, but to be very frank, there's a lot of garbage that's out there. There's a lot of people on stage just saying, I'm great at selling well. One, if you're half as great as you're saying you are, why in the hell are you unemployed right now? Right. You know, or why have you worked for 30 companies in 10 years? I started realizing there's a lot of noise and garbage. So that led me to back up and say, okay, so what's working for me and my employees? Again, I just recently sold a company with 144 employees. So what works? At the same time, 
you know, what happened to there, Cody, was parallel companies were coming to me and associations were coming to me saying, can you design Salesforce? So as a psychologist, I backed up and said, okay, let's look at this then. If I'm going to go into sales and that's my five sales mastery classes and just like the people that are, you know, in, in your businesses, first it starts with fundamentals. Just like every pro athlete goes to spring camp and spring camp is not assuming you know anything, you go back and go over the basics. That's why great athletes are great athletes. They go over the basics as well as new athletes learn the basics. So Sales Mastery 101 or 1.0 in essence is the fundamentals we talked about strategic and, and tactical selling over two days. Then 2.0 is more even hands-on than that where you do a lot of role playing, which everyone hates, and you really look at how you communicate to build relationships, which is why I love your book. How do you build the long-term relationships? Everyone in the world today wants an instant sell and instant win, and that's not what it's about. That's commodities, that's transactional selling. You want the long haul, it's about relationships. 3.0 then is what almost no salesperson, and here's a game changer for you guys listening. In the business world, if you start a business and you go to a venture capitalist, an angel investor, a bank for money, they wanna see your business plan. You can't talk it, they wanna see it written out. What I find fascinating, Cody, of the Fortune 100 corporations, 32 of them I worked with. And 10 years ago, I started recognizing none of them really have a written sales plan at the Fortune 100 level that goes all the way down to the salesperson in the field where they've got a written game plan of what they're doing day to day, month by month for the quarter. So 3.0 teaches you how to create a sales business plan for your business, no matter if you're a solo practitioner or a small business person or a mid-sized or huge company. 4.0 is sales management because again, a lot of times what happens in organizations is that the greatest salesperson, you're the boss, you elevate them into management, and they have no manager leadership skill sets. So out of my entire leadership skill bucket, I took and I said, okay, what are the best skills that a sales supervisor, manager, leader needs to have to lead that team to greatness because they don't typically have it. And so 4.0 is our sales management program. And 5.0 again is our advanced class. And the advanced class came to us one of our clients is a $500 million firm. Simultaneously, another one of our clients is a $6 billion firm. They came to us basically at the end of last year at the same time saying, you know what? We can't find anything out there to take our existing sales force, our veteran sales force, and raise the game on them and, and help them to take it to the next level. So 5.0 was birthed out of it. So that's the five programs. And we do 1.0 in Vegas every quarter as an open program. Anyone can come to it. So is 1.0 kind of a teaser to, to sell up to the two, three, four, and five? I love you even better, Cody. The answer is no. I hate when people do that. That's well, that's why I asked the question. That's why I, I asked it. it. So here's what the listeners need to understand. If you're new to this podcast, the reason I agreed to come on this with Cody is he's one of the very few real deal legitimate business people out there. I've got some great friends up in the Salt Lake City area. Matter of fact, I've done leadership development for the Adjutant General for the Utah Guard. So before I decided to go on this, I checked Cody out because I'm familiar with his companies, but not Cody. And so I really respect you said that. No, I don't do that crap. Matter of fact, that should be illegal. Yeah, you I agree. You come to a program, you come because you want to grow and you need help. So if right. you come to my 1-0, whether you ever do anything else with me, you are going to gain strategic and tactical skills to take your game to the next level. And that's how all of my programs are. I don't get into that, you know, bait and switch crap. It's not the one upsell. I'm not trying to hawk books at the back of the room. Right. I've long since passed the point of being desperate to need to do that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, glad to hear. It. And I knew that about you. I was just kind of joking with the question, but, but I think it's an important point because very important. We're living in a day and age where you've really got to show genuine concern for other human beings, create genuine human connection with other human beings. Otherwise, 
you're going to get left in the dust now. You know, people, like you say, you, you, you Googled me before you came on the show. You know all about me before you even, before we're even talking to each other. And that's what happens in the sales arena today. Exactly is, right. You know, people know you, they, they, they know about you and your competition and your, your satisfied customers and your angry customers. <laughs> they read them. all the comments. They know everything. So relationship is becoming more and more and more important. So standing up on a stage trying to sell the stuff at the back of the room, it's just not a genuine touch at all. So I, I, that it's, it's just everything's shifting. Everything's shifting to where you Absolutely. have to be in a service mode a lot more. Now, I want to go back to your uh, leadership, or excuse me, let's get to leadership in a second. It's a sales mastery. The third one is writing a sales plan. I love that. I love that you, that you teach you know, we all know about writing a business plan. I write business plans all the time, by the way. You know, we, we start new divisions of our business. You Brilliant. just talked about our new uh, CRM integration product called Sendogo, which is a brand new company for us. Brilliant, wrote, everybody. You got to check it out. I'm very excited. Matter of fact, we were talking about that one in the pre-show, and for the last several weeks, I've, we've been talking on that one. Yeah, so, the, the, so what starts that is, is I, I write a business plan. That's, that's what I've learned and done. I've, I've got to be honest with you, though. I've never formally... I've done it through notes and journals and whatnot, but I've never formally written a specific sales plan. So I'm very intrigued by that. I'm coming to your 3.0 course, but tell us a little bit about, I mean, what is the format of a, of a sales business plan? Great question. So over the last 30 years, I've been very fortunate to work with some phenomenal people inside some major global brands. So working with Pfizer Pharmaceutical, uh, and I'm not being braggadocious. I'm just trying to reference this for your leaders. So Pfizer Pharmaceutical, Anheuser-Busch, Harley-Davidson, John Deere, Monsanto, um, Southwest Airlines, and Boeing, all of these big companies. But a lot of those companies, to take the last two out of it, those other ones are successful because they have people like you and I down on the ground level that are franchisees, that are distributors, that are being successful in the marketplace. They've got, you know, the National Guard. You know, they give an award out every year to the top recruiters. So does that, you know, how's that recruiter recruiting your marketplace? So what I started realizing over the last 20 plus years is that there's anecdotal examples of success out there in the hinterland, as they would say. And it always amazed me that, that if that person over there with their store, their business, their division, or their book of business individually is rocking it, why isn't the sales leadership team, and, and historically this is very embarrassing, so people can challenge me if it's true today, but historically the sales leadership team did not want to go out there and interview that person to find out why they're really being successful because it would completely blow up their universe back at the corporate office, as they would say, because that successful person would show them and, and being very integrous, they're not being you know, illegal interactions or dishonest, they would help them to see what really does matter and doesn't matter. And you just said relationship. Every single time it's about relationship. You know, the number one Harley-Davidson dealer when, I, when, I, when this epiphany hit, hit me, she lived in Idaho. She was the number one Harley-Davidson dealership lady. Are you hearing me? Lady, guys, not a guy. Uh, and she owned more Harley-Davidson dealerships across Idaho, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii than anyone else. And it's about the relationship, the recruiter that's successful. It's about the relationship. I had one guy in Pennsylvania, the number one military recruiter in the United States three years ago, in, 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 in backwoods Pennsylvania, put in three times more people than anyone else in the nation. And nobody talked to him. The national level military didn't. The state military didn't. His bosses didn't. I did. As a shrink, I'm always talking to successful people. So the sales plan, what I started recognizing is that there's some common between all of those businesses. And it's about relationship on multiple levels. So one, you've got to look at what your core product you're selling. Because we all have secondary and tertiary products. 
which gives you the clue of where most people don't go. You look at your core product, who are the core customers to that, and if you're doing a good job selling them, you don't go anywhere else until you deal with, I call it 100% of 100%. So let me teach you a quick technique to everybody. If you think of an Excel spreadsheet, and down the vertical side, you write down all of your active current customers, and I'd even give you all of your inactive past customers. And if you're brand new in sales, I'll even give you a third strike at that ball, and I'll let you write down all the people that know what you do. So all of those are on the vertical side. Horizontally, you write down, you list out every product you have to sell, every deliverable. So what 100% of 100% suggests as a strategy is every morning when you come into work, you talk to 100% of the people about 100% of what you have to offer. And until you've talked to 100% of the people about 100% of what you have to offer, you don't talk to anyone else about anything else. And that's where most all salespeople screw up. They talk to half a dozen people that are customers, and then they, they're out of desperation. They jump somewhere else. So now let's go back to your word relationship. If you had, let's just say, 10 people on the vertical column of this concept model. And you think of the first person, the second technique I call, basically your book in terms of human connection, I call it in essence whole person selling. So if I'm selling to Cody Bateman and whatever it is you're buying, I first have to have a servant attitude mindset to make sure you're getting more than what you're asking for. Then I've earned the right to talk to you about anything else I have to offer. Then I've earned the right to use my brain and like go on LinkedIn and see what boards of directors that Cody's on, what businesses he's an advisor to, back back out of that because all that intel is on LinkedIn if you know how to use it. Then I can come back to Cody and say, hey, Cody, would you mind introducing me to XYZ or to you know John or Susan? Well, I'm doing a good job and I have a deep relationship with Cody. He'll introduce me to someone and now I never have to make a cold call. It's all warm calls. And 99% of all salespeople and sales managers do not do what I'm just saying right there. We jump to, we take care of the current customer, and then we say, okay, who else can buy my product? Well, we'll go there second, but not first. And if, if Cody's my boss and, and I legitimately can spend all day, every day, just taking care of my current customers and growing that way and getting new customers through my current customers that way. And we have tons of new leads coming into the company. You don't give those leads to Jeff McGee. Cody now knows I need to hire another sales associate because I legitimately have business for them. And that's how you grow your marketplace. I just also talked about lead generation. There's another place we all screw up. Management gives Jeff McGee tons of new leads. Well, if I'm already maxed out. Giving me more leads doesn't help because now I get a bad attitude because I call a couple of the leads and if they turn out to be bad, I then judge all leads as bad and I don't go after any of them in the future. So right. I, right. I, I got excited. I'm sorry. But if you unbundle that story, I just gave you all of that's what goes in a sales business plan. Okay. So if I go to 3.0, uh, self mastery 3.0, you just kind of gave us a, a, a summary version of some of the stuff that you probably cover in that course, right? Absolutely. We hit, we hit some of like the, the hundred percent of hundred percent concept. I hit that in 1.0 and in 3.0, because in 3.0, we then dissect the industries those are in, we benchmark that against your top product, your evolving product, your, out of, your, your dog products are not selling. We then identify where there are markets that you could collaborate with. Um, I've got a, a company that's about a $500 million wire company. So there's about three major businesses in the United States that make all the wire that go in all of your houses, all of your residential, all your commercial, all of your industrial complexes that light things up, et cetera. And part of what they're realizing is, wait a second, if, if I've got an engineer that is, that is doing the specs for a major build out there in a greater Salt Lake City area, then I need to recognize part of my business plan should have already pre-identified who those engineers are, and I should be working to build relationships with them, which is what most salespeople in that space actually don't do. 
So right. now that rep, in essence, likes company ABC. He can write, she can write into the specs, you've got to use this wire, which both companies may sell, but they'll say this wire by this company, and now the competition just got knocked out. Who's the architectural engineering company? Who's, in, I mean, so if you, who's the general contractor? There, there are multiple places to sell, using as an example, versus where most all of the salespeople in that space go after the distributor and the broker. They miss five or six other ways to take a product to market. Wow. Harley Davidson. Again, there's Cody. Let's say you have a motorcycle and you've got a Harley and you have kids that are over the age of 18, 19, 20. Well, if I've been doing a great job with you, then I'm going to know whether or not you've got kids and I'm going to be able to have already planted seeds in your head where you're wanting to buy them a Harley Davidson when they turn 16, 17, 18. So, oh, your wife, oh, we have special Harley Davidson's designed to sit a little bit lower just for women. Boom. We can be, I mean, so if I know you buy one thing, but I'm thinking about a hundred percent of you, where are all the other ways we can do business together? And conversely, what does Cody do in life? Is he a person who in essence needs connections? Who's in my mental database? Who's in my Rolodex, as they used to say? Who's in my LinkedIn that I could be introducing Cody to? It's a two-way street. Yeah, and people sure. don't understand this relationship thing. It's all about me, 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 me. The only way you're going to be pseudo-successful in that world is if you've got something that you've got to sell, and at the same time, someone has got to buy it. Uh, the word got it is in the sentence. And then it really is just simply a commodity transaction. And when they no longer need it, you're gone. You know, it's interesting in my book, uh, Power Human Connection, I talk about referrals in there a lot. One, one of the things I say, it's kind of a simple novel idea. The best way to get referrals is to give them. You got it. Absolutely. I mean, huge. You know, it's, it's period huge. and a discussion. That's the best way to get referrals is to give referrals, you know, yeah. and so and part you of the you're right. If you want to connect with someone, you always want to ask, how do I, how can I help you? Should always be exactly. the last the sentence of every email. How can I serve you next? Absolutely. All the time. In fact, we even go so far as to say, you know, part of your outbound calling efforts should be to reach out in a relationship mode uh, several times a week to people, the old fashioned way on the phone, telephone, talking to somebody, human being. And that's one of the talking points. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of you and, and you, you might know their business point. And, not only um, say, can I give you a referral, but have one ready for them. You know, if I'm calling up a guy in the real estate business and I'm just trying to make a connection, it's like. If you know your customers and what they do in your head, it's a chess game. You're always knowing how to connect, not how to win, but how to connect. Right. And absolutely, I agree with that. People don't get that. They just, yeah. they, and part of why they don't get it though, Cody, you know, we're old. I hate to say that. And the problem is a lot of people in the sales world today, they haven't come up the way you and I have. And so I think a lot of times people forget that a lot of people have not, not, have not even been actually trained on fundamentals of sales 101, whatever that is. They haven't been taken to a 202. They haven't had to go out and actually knock on the door and make a phone call. Everyone is cheating today by thinking, wow, automation's the secret. You know, if I know the key search words, I can get it. You know, if I just hire this person on social media, they'll give me tons of leads. All of that is a bunch of BS. That is not working for 90% of the people. And anyone who wants to challenge you and I back say, no, it works. I'm going to say bullshit. I'm sorry. The only ones making money out there are the ones that sell. Here's how to make money doing it. You've got to do what Cody, what you just said. I'm hoping the listeners heard that. You've got to pick up the phone if you want to get to know someone to build a relationship. You've got to go see them. You, you have to you know, break bread with someone. Well, let's talk about that for a second. The, the, the big conversation in the sales world now is inbound versus outbound. I mean, that's what everybody's talking about. And of course, now that we've got all these funnel systems 
and all these songs and SEO. Language. It's BS. Let me tell you, there is, and I'm not going to mention names, but there is, there are some people right now that are talking about how to, you know, you know, massive funnel infiltration, tons of inbound leads. You're right. You know, the, the, the more leads, the more gravy you've got. It is bullcrap. I right now I'm getting more calls from businesses that have hired those people that hired them. They, they gave them tons of leads and their businesses have actually went down because what they're not being taught, number one, can your sales team, first of all, can your system through automation or through live human beings, can your system even sustain more leads? That's the first question no one's q and on. And if we give you more leads, has your team actually been trained, not scripts, take the scripts and throw them out the door, folks. That's 1970s. They're, you know, they're, they're here's the script of what to say. I mean, unless you're talking to an idiot, you and I can tell when someone's reading a script. And when someone's reading a script, it, it, it is not your book. It is the opposite of your book. It is not a relationship. It turns me off. And again, so what happens, I've got people calling me right now from across the country that spent huge money with some people that are you know, crazy and fanatical with this stuff. And it's great to bring everything in on the front side, but they're saying not only has it overwhelmed our system, our people have not been taught how to sell. They didn't teach us how to sell. And now what happens if I give you leads, you don't get back a hold of them in a timely manner. They're cold leads and now they're not good. Or you've made people mad. And sometimes those leads through search you know, engine auto, uh, optimizations and et cetera, they're actually not leads. Example, I, I hired two, let's, if you create a list of the top 10 people in America right now that you can hire to help you to get leads off of LinkedIn, I hired two of them. I'm not going to give the names, but top 10 gives all your listeners a clue. We had a very, very clear avatar of what I wanted them to find. They had a track record of supposedly being able to get it done. My mistake is I didn't call any of their past customers. And if I were to call them now, I know exactly what I'd hear. It's the same thing about experience. So after 90 days with them, they have generated zero connects that fit my avatar. I have got thousands of connections to solo practitioners. I'm not selling a B2C. To business people that have a title of a CEO or business owner who basically, if they look in the mirror, that's their company. The two of those people they're going to see. So if I'm looking for specifically, I want 500 employee company or 200 employee company they're not able to hit the avatar. So that goes back to what you just said. People, you've got to be careful that someone you know, gives you this great sales pitch of how they can get you great leads. You know, I, I would almost say, you know what? I'll buy your product for three months, but the first month is free. Prove it to me it works, and then I'll give you a post-dated check and watch them all run for the hills. <laughs> right. Okay, so a lot of hype on inbound, lot, lot, you know, funnels, this and that and the other, and we've all seen it. Um, but the, the, the flip side of that argument is, you know, we tech, technology is advanced and we're moving more into technology world, more into a digital world, more into those kinds of things. You know, what's your response to that? In fact, my, my question would be, uh, let's take a young, let's take a, let's take a, an entrepreneur, small business, you know, startup, potentially, you know, trying to sell a, a widget of some kind or a service of some kind. Uh, goal is to generate a three to $5 million book of business doing something. And it's just a one, one guy show, maybe hire a couple of employees along the way. And he opens up his doors and he starts his business. What is your recommendation when it comes to the inbound and the outbound? What, how do you teach that person to go build that book of business? Great question. Too easy to answer. So let's, ta let's tackle it. If I'm a small startup, which is what Cody's framed, so for the listeners, let's call this a case study. What Cody's just framed is our case study to work with. Don't change the variables because I'm going to answer Cody's question. 
if if you change the variables, it may change my answer. So yeah. I want to frame the beginning that way. So number one, that small to medium sized business person. There's a big thrust in a lot of uh, IT spaces right now, technical journals about big data. So one, data is important. Absolutely won't debate it. Data is important. However, more data does not equate to greater profitability. You have SAS company, you have Intel, you have Microsoft, you have huge companies smashing tons of big data. And if you look at the glide slope of the growth of the company and profitability, last couple of years, it has not been the glide slope that they used to have. People need to be very careful when you look at these spreadsheets. Their glide slope up has been because they've been acquiring competitors so that they can mask the fact that their genuine marketability sucks all of a sudden because what's happened, Cody, is that they have gotten themselves so many eggheads in the room, they become so analytical that a great number of the people doing all the talking are great at making numbers look fun, but they've never made a sales call to understand. So now let me go deeper on that. So now, now I'm about to teach a major piece of Jeff McGee's secret sauce, and, and I should not do this, but I'm going to answer your question. And I'm going to do it because, you know, Gallup has a research model out right now that says 56% of American workers are worthless and pathetic. And if another 15% are actively worthless and pathetic, so if you do the math, that leaves only 29% of Americans are getting off their butt and doing anything. Now, I've changed the language because I'm a blunt shrink and I believe in being honest and respectful, being obnoxious. People remember these things when they hang up the podcast. If I'm polite, they don't get it. Gallup really said 56% of American workers are disengaged. That's worthless. 15% are actively disengaged and they bitch all day long. Well, that's even more worthless. 29% are engaged. So what that means is that those of the people who listen to this podcast, if you are the one person who decides to take action when you get done, it's exactly what this book was about, which was my bestseller last year. Very few people actually do what it takes to be successful. And so this series is speaking to them. So one of the major pieces of my secret sauce is this formula. So listen up, everybody. How do you identify then what a amount of inbound marketing, outbound marketing, what amount of technology, non-technology to use in your formula to be successful? Here's the answer. WP plus F equals ROI. WP plus F equals ROI. I absolutely should not be saying this, Cody, because this is a major piece of who I am. So WP, what I recognized in any business on the planet, so if you have any experience with Lean Six Sigma folks, then you're about to figure out where I'm going. If you've ever owned a business with, let's say what Cody marked out here, half a dozen employees that you actually were profitable, you'll get what I'm about to say. If you've ever been in a business that was rocking it as a customer and they're making money, you're about to see this. Reverse it. If you've ever lost your shirt in a business, you forgot this model. If you've ever been into a restaurant as a customer and you got mad because they sucked, they weren't doing this model. Well, I realized every job in the world comes down to WP, work product, work product. And when you clearly understand what the real work product is, not the BS work product that the eggheads and the desk jockeys want to say, then if you sit down back to my opening comment, if I look at it, I've got a business client in Tulsa, Oklahoma, $25 million manufacturing firm in the construction space. The guy is brilliant. He has 50 employees. They're doing really good. He pays his people great. He has good margins. He treats everyone great. So in that company, he hired a gentleman before he got a hold of me to be the vice president of sales. 
And that guy then hired 10 salespeople, and it turned out to be a massive, colossal mistake. It cost this guy about $2 million is what he lost at the end of the day. Well, what they weren't doing was the VP of sales refused this model I'm about to teach because this model would have added the fact that he was a bullshit artist, part of my blunt language. And at the end of the day, all 11 people lost their jobs, and the guy that owned it turned things around because he went back to form. So work product. So if you go to the number one salesperson and send out cards, what do they do every day? You watch them and create this hit list. You'll find out what the work products are. If I go to, in essence, a, a, a construction company anywhere in town, a realtor anywhere in your town, if I go to any business and I see what is it that they do, so in sales identified in sales, there are six things every salesperson has to do, no matter what it is you sell, to be successful. It's a universal. Now, there may be seven, eight, nine other things, but there are six that if you take any one of these six out of the formula, guarantee you will either not be successful, period, or you will not be as successful as you should be. So what you've got to figure out for your business listeners is what's the work product things you need to do? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. From, from, from the beginning of the clock at 12.01 a.m. until you know, 11.59 p.m. What are the things you've got to do? So find out who's most successful in your space and study them when you'll get a freaking clue. Work product plus F. Once you have the work product, F stands for frequency. Now you go back and say, okay, so if each one of those line item work products that Cody said, do this, do this, do this. Now frequency means how often and how much. That's a frequency. So listeners, you come into Cody Bateman and Jeff McGee's restaurant because we've got the nicest restaurant in town, whatever the heck ever that means. And you come in. Well, the wait staff knows if you're coming in at dinner, how many turns of that table are they going to be able to get during the seating hour of dinner? And if it's only one turn, then the frequency is one. So they now know they better rock their service so that you go way off of the 17% norm or whatever the, you know, the CPA says you should give as a tip. I mean, I live in Las Vegas. Bobby Flay's a friend. Uh, I go to Mesa Grill in Caesar's Palace all the time. It's kind of like my kitchen. If I'm in Vegas much, I'll go two, three, four times a week. But the wait staff, they know my favorite drink before my butt hits the seat. They know that I always wear black. It's my favorite color. So there's a black napkin. They're not a white one. They know what type of water I want. The bottle's on the table. You know, they always know what I want for an appetizer. They treat me like royalty. Well, if you're going to go to a nice restaurant, part of what you want is a great experience. I mean, I sometimes leave them a tip that I know two or three other tables added together is not going to hit my tip. Now, am I being stupid with it? No, I'm paying because of it. Again, let's go back to Cody's book. Everyone, It's a relationship. They right. know Dr. McGee. They take care of my friends. I send them there. They take care of celebrities when they go there that I send there. So they know the terms. Now, if they say, okay, I can get two terms of that table, then they know what to do. But so the work product works in any business. So I'll give you one example of the work product flow in sales. So let me just role play with Cody for our visitors and listeners approach. So you own multiple companies. Let's you send out cards because that's the one I'm most familiar with. I got connected with you and send out cards when you're about one year of age. If, if someone is selling and marketing send out cards, they eventually need to actually pick up the phone and go talk to someone they've never talked to. True or false? True. Absolutely. Okay. So if I'm a military recruiter in the state of Utah, I eventually have got to go out and meet someone between the age of 17 and 34 years of age. I've got to go meet someone new. True or false? True. In my business, if I'm doing B2B sales primarily and I, and I have a limited number of clients I take since I sold my larger firm, so I do all the personal work. I'm in love with what I do, so I build a huge relationship back to what you're all about, Cody. 
So at the end of the day, I'm probably going to need to reach out to someone new every once in a while to get a new lead in my funnel. True or false? True. Every business. So that's what the first category of the work product is, is that you've got to meet someone new. So let's use our military recruiter. So what we recognize as a military recruiter, if you go out and meet just five new people a day, that's 1,875 people in the year. So if I'm in Vegas and there's a military recruiter here for the National Guard that needs to get two people a month, you're in Utah, the recruiter there needs to get two people a month, it is mathematically impossible to not find two legitimate people every month if you meet 1,875 people in the course of a year. So why is it that in essence last year only three states in our nation, military National Guard, only three states made their mission? Over 80% of the recruiters did not make mission. Why? Because they resist work product frequency formula because if they bought into it it radically changes their entire national training platform which has been designed by losers every single one of them sucked at what they did and now they're in charge so i probably just lost some clients for that last statement <laughs> so work product plus frequency equals roi roi the return on investment your roi that that we're, you know, what it equals is whatever you want it to equal roi is the easiest way to look at the formula oh, you said roi you said no. roi roi so, so think of it, folks, think of it as WP plus F equals sales goal, sales quota, sales, you know, you know, accomplishment, ROI, what you're after. And so part of what we do in the sales business plan then is we do the reverse engineer. What's the minimum you need to sell of whatever it is you sell to, to, to make what the company needs you to do at the end of the year? And so then we reverse that. It's all the way down to what you didn't know what you got to do each month. Well, then we unbundle that to what's the work product. How do you make that happen? And then what we almost every single time people realize when they go through the sales planning concept project with us, whatever their goals were, they start to laugh inside their head because now we show them how it is not only easily attained, but what they thought was a stretch goal for the year is a wimp goal for the year. Wow, this is powerful stuff. We could just keep you going all day long, my friend. This is really, really good content. Uh, appreciate your efforts in this. One of the things that we like to do, and you've, you've covered a lot of stuff today. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to get to, uh, but rather than do that, the, the nature of, you're on a roll, brother. You're on a roll today. So the na nature of- We love uh, what we do. It's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, but the na nature of this interview, the way I'd like to close the show, and I, I normally close the show this way, and, and I think it'd be certainly appropriate with you, is um, no more questions. We're going to just give you the floor. So I always like to end by giving you the floor and whatever it is that you feel like our listeners could benefit from today, you know, give us the final five, uh, five minutes of uh, wisdom from Dr. Jeffrey McGee. Go ahead. Far too gracious. Thank you. And uh, that is a great question. Not, not prepared for that one. So off the top of my head, I, I would, I would challenge your listeners one way and I'll put a, I'll put a, an additional offer on the table. that doesn't involve one penny out of your pocket, my pocket or theirs. You know, one of the things I recognized years ago, just by the way things start to happen, is when I started doing my magazine, you know, performance, 24 years ago, was I sat down and said, you know what, there's, there, there's no publication that just talks about how to be more successful or achieve more, regardless of what you do. Every, every trade has a trade journal, but it usually is very trend-based editorial, what's going on now, and a lot of technician sort of content, maybe one or two general articles. Um, I was a big fan for years and years and years of a magazine called Success, because it talked about success, but it really is, is not a success magazine anymore. If you read it, you get the point. 
Right. So what I did 24 years ago is I said, okay, who are my mentors? And at that time, it was Stephen Covey. It was Brian Tracy. It was you know, Zig Ziglar. It was John Maxwell, Brian Tracy. So I reached out to, to all of them at the time. And subsequently, they all have written for my magazine many times. You know, Stephen Covey Sr., before he passed away, wrote for my magazine many times. His son's written many times. John Maxwell's written almost every issue forever. Uh, but I reached out to him, and I asked him a question. And the question was, I want to put together a magazine. I want the editorial to be evergreen. I want it to be you know, nonpartisan, nonspecific to your industry per se, but just how to help anyone that wants to be better. So whether it's a secretary, an administrative worker, a mid-level manager, a business entrepreneur, a C-suiter, how to be better, would you be willing to write articles for me? And I can't pay you, but would you be willing to write articles and gift those to me? Um, I won't disrespectfully publish them in a way that's going to embarrass you, but would you do that? And they all said yes. I had three objectives. One, can I consistently get great editorial free? Then number two, would there be an audience that would want to read that? And then if so, then I'll worry about advertising later. So again, in my magazines, we've been doing it 24 years, two major advertisers is Marriott and Mercedes. They've been advertising forever with me. So it's a revenue stream. I have 400,000 uh, 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 subscribers to it. Each issue, we get about 20 phenomenal personalities. So that magazine now is 24 years of age. So professional performance magazine.com is the name of that official template. And so if your uh, viewers want to go, your listeners want to go to professional performance magazine.com, look at it. They, if they want to buy a hard copy, fine, go right ahead. You want to subscribe, fine, that's great. But if you send me an email, listeners, I will subscribe you free. I'm not going to sell you anything else, but I'll subscribe you in free to the digital copies. We'll send those to you every time they come off as a way to help grow your mental DNA as a gift from Cody and I. Again, Benjamin Franklin had a classic line, the person who empties their purse into their head will never be bankrupt. And it's what do you do to grow your mental DNA every day? So from that, again, when I wrote Trajectory Code, I started recognizing that the difference between success and failure, and I want everyone to hear this, because this is not what you've ever heard before. The difference between success and failure is nothing. Nothing. Next time someone says, come to my workshop, we'll talk and you share the secrets of success. It's a BS line. As a psychologist, what I recognize is that whenever you do something, there's a model in psychology. We use four basic models to be a shrink. One of them is called the ABC model of human behavior. You take the ABC model of human behavior and you unbundle it and think of it through the eyes of a business person. What it says is in life, there's always an activating event. You, you get up every morning or don't. That's an A. Your alarm clock goes off or not, doesn't, it's an A. You know, you have a good day, a bad day. So A's always happen. So now what happens though is when an activating event, a stimulant comes into your universe, B is behavior. What do you do with that stimulant that equals letter C, C is the consequence, consequence meaning outcome. What I recognize one day in looking at all these phenomenal successful people is that when you are subjected to a stimulant, you do five things. If you do these five things in a negative way, it takes you to failure. But if you do the same five things in a positive way, it takes you to success. So what I recognize is that you actually, consciously or subconsciously, make the decision to succeed or fail. You make the decision to, as they say, birds and a feather flock together. Well, is that flock a bunch of losers or winners? You look at anyone successful, they don't hang out with losers. Yeah. So, you know, the last answer for you and your, and your, and your, your listeners is that, Again, I would leave you with what drives you. So my passion has been, you know, again, go to my website, jeffreymcgee.com. So it's jeffreymcgee.com. 
and, and again, you can see the things I do, but everything I do is about growing the other person to be better than where they were when they started. And I don't talk about, I don't write about, and I don't train on things I haven't done in my life. And there's only three things that I've done that have been successful. It's the three things I share with the universe. Does that wow. help? Yeah, oh my goodness, it's absolutely incredible. In fact, I want to summarize here because it's kind of a, an assignment for all of our listeners. First of all, thank you for your generous offer. I think that's incredible. I personally am very excited to uh, uh, subscribe to professionalperformancemagazine.com. I think it's going to be wonderful. Uh, there's four things, four things here. And again, you know, if you listen to this podcast, uh, hopefully you took some great notes or re-listen to it again and take down some of these notes because it's incredible. But there's four things here that I know I'm going to do. I'm going to do these four things. Highly recommend listeners to do the same. There's two books here that we talked about today. Sales Mastery is one, your latest book. I'm going to get that book. In Thank fact, you. I guess we go to Amazon and grab that. Is that right? Um, you can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Or you can go right to my website. So if you go to my website and get a better feel for what Jeff McGee does under, on the nav bar under resources, um, there are some different uh, e-zines, articles I write. You can subscribe to those free for salespeople. I do an article every Monday called sales mastery. I don't sell anything. I'm not trying to upside anything. I don't talk about trends. So every Monday I tackle one strategic or one tactical idea to kind of plant another seed in your toolbox. And, so that's, that's, on, there, and that's where the bookstore is. Just you, you click, on, click on the resource, click the bookstore, buy the book. And all that's on your website, jeffreymcgee.com. Okay. So four things. Uh, check out jeffreymcgee.com. Um, check out professionalperformancemagazine.com. And we've been offered a free digital copy of that. Uh, get the book sales mastery and the book trajectory code. I I'm, I'm really anxious Thank myself you. to, to read trajectory code because some of the things you said that are in there are things that I have a very, very keen interest in right now in my career. So, uh, anxious to get that. So let me recap real quick, quick, uh, Jeffrey, J, uh, J E F F R E Y M A G E E Jeffrey McGee.com. Check out his stuff. Uh, professionalperformancemagazine.com get all the latest greatest I like the word you use uh, success DNA stuff in there two books sales mastery and trajectory code from Dr. Jeffrey McGee thank you my friend appreciate thank you, Cody, it very much yeah this has been incredible I look forward to spending some more time with you thank um, you to learn it from you and it's it's just wonderful so appreciate all of our listeners listening in make sure that you share this uh, good old word of mouth, man. Make sure you share this. Golden Nuggets today. Let everybody know about the incredible podcast with Dr. Jeffrey McGee. So take everybody. We'll see you in another uh, version of our RM podcast. Take care. Thank you. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so that together we can get this message, The Power of Human Connection, out to the world. You can find Cody's new book, The Power of Human Connection, on Amazon or the Send Out Cards gift store.